Chapter 24, Clear Sight You can see the whole great diamond from up here, listener said, stretching her long neck to peer out Clear Sight's window. By the scorching, is the entire tribe coming to this festival? No, Clear Sight peeked over her shoulder. The enormous piazza below them looked like it was swarming with fireflies and the lights from the hundreds of, hundreds of lanterns. She could see dragons everywhere. Don't forget all the soldiers out defending the kingdom. Testing out Darkstalker's new fire-shooting weapons, she thought with a wince. All right, Gloomy Snout, listener said. I can't believe I'm getting ready for the jubilee of the, in the queen's own palace. I knew it would be a good idea to make you my best friend. This is going to be the greatest thing of all time. It's just another party, Clairsight said laughing. The queen will... The queen seems to have one every other night. There's a full moon. Let's celebrate. A second full moon? Celebrate again. Her oldest son's hatching day? Time for a party. One of her daughters sneeze? Someone learn a cake. Uh, someone learn the chefs. We need cake. It's kind of exhausting. Oh, you poor thing, listener said. Living in the palace, eating truffles with the queen, burdened with all these beautiful necklaces. She cast a sidelong glance at the tangle of jewelry in the wooden box beside Clairsette's mirror. You goose, you can borrow anything you want. Really? Listener bounded over and started fishing out long sparkly chains. Ooh, I wonder what Thoughtful will like. Sapphires, you think? Or moonstones? No, you're wearing moonstones. Again, I might add. Oh, wow, opals. Clearsight touched the moonstone earring structure I'd given her about a month ago. I thought they match, I thought they'd match your bracelet, he said. Aren't they cool? I love them, she answered, cupping them in her talons. They don't have any spells in them, right? That's such a rude question. He's given her an injured expression. Thank you so much for your faith in me. You are welcome to check the scroll and see if you really think I would do that. No, no, she said, clipping them on. I was just asking, don't get huffy. They were beautiful earrings, and they were and they made her feel sparkly and hopeful, but not on a fake magical enchanted way. So she did check the scroll later, when he was out picking dinner, just to be sure. Although she did feel extremely guilty about it, and there were no moonstone earring spells. So basically, she was a terrible dragon for even suspecting him for a moment. Poor Dark Stalker. Wait, she said to the listener, who's thoughtful? Listener, he- listener hesitated, holding a web of opals to her neck. I guess you're not going to meet him tonight anyway, she scrunched her eyes shut. He's a dragon, so I'm go- He's a dragon I'm going to marry. Fix your face, fix your face. I'm not making a face, Clara said, objected. I have zero visions all right now. I promise. But aren't we a bit young for marriage plans? I mean, one day, after we graduate and I propose, there are a few steps we haven't gotten to yet, but we will. Steps like, Clearsight prompted her, like doing things together, listener confessed, and him realizing he loves me. Listener, have you ever even spoken to this dragon? Clearsight asked. Yes, listener drew herself up, looking offended, although the effect was muddled by the 16 necklaces she was trying to fit over her head at the same time. He said, excuse me, is this the way to the strawberry garden? And I said, it certainly is. And he said, thank you. And I said, are you going to the Jubilee Festival tonight? And he said, ugh, I suppose I have to. And I said, cool, see you there. So obviously, we are destined to be get- together forever. Don't you dare tell me otherwise. I wouldn't dream of it, Clearsight said. I didn't say one word about the last disaster, didn't I? I didn't even let you meet the last one, the sinner said. You're thinking of the one before that. I know, you never said anything. You just looked like you'd eaten a bucket full of limes every time you saw him. Clairsight sighed. I don't, I don't see what, 
what would be wrong with letting me nudge you toward the decent dragon once in a while? I can find my soulmate on my own, thank you very much, said listener. In fact, I have, and his name is Thoughtful, and he's absolutely dashing. Wonderful, Claire Sight said, resoluting to not thinking at listeners' timelines. Not looking at listeners' timelines. She was getting better at that, at avoiding the things she didn't want to see. That was easier to do when she spent most of her time studying the war with the Ice Wings for Queen Vigilance. There were so many small things that could change the course of the battle. A wreck, a carefully crafted plan, or spin a formation into pan chaos. She thought the information she fed the queen was helping, but it was hard to tell, as the queen was not exactly prone to effective gratitude. But at least she'd managed to do enough so far to delay the most horrible new animus plans. All right, I'm ready, listener said. She grinned at Clearsight, twinkling with gemstones in excitement. I hope this dragon is worth its time, Clearsight thought. Together, they hurried to one of the grand balconies and launched themselves into the sky, sweeping down toward the plaza below them. Listener found a clear spot to land near the food tents, where the cold air crackled with the smell of roasting meat, sizzling onions, and fried bananas. The queen's favorite musicians were playing somewhere, but the music was drowned out by all the laughing and chattering dragons. An intricate lacework of wires traced over the whole diamond, hung with paper lanterns that had been painted bright gold and purple and green by the king's dumb's dragonettes. But the highlight of the festival was a glass for a competition, in honor of what Queen Vigilance was calling her Glass Jubilee, to celebrate 40 years of her being on the throne. The entire plaza was dotted with elaborate glass sculptures that glowed in the lamplight, twisting spirals, weaving tendrils, and delicate beads mingled with glorious bells and vast shipwrecks, towering trees and clusters of captured fireworks. Clairsight wished she could run her talons over every smooth or bubbly surface. She wished she could change her scales to the same shimmering color as the glass, like a rainwing might. Let's go find Fathom, she said. She knew he was going to be here somewhere with Darkstalker. They were supposed to meet near the musicians before midnight, but she wanted to find them sooner. Your pet Seawing, Lister said. Do we have to? He's the sweetest dragon if you just give him a chance, Clarissa said. And he's lonely here. Especially since Indigo left. He tries to hide it, but he's so, so sad without her. How could she do that to him? I thought she cared about him more than a bodyguard, but I guess I was wrong. I highly doubt that, said listener, considering that you spend practically every waking moment with him. She tossed her head indignantly, but followed close sight through the crowd without further complaint. They navigated around a group of dancing night wings and through a force of tall, copper-colored gla- copper glass spikes. Clairsight guessed that Fathom would want to be in the quietest corner of the festival. He was better at handling parties now that he'd spent so many of the Queen's gatherings, but they still made him j- a little jittery. She was right. Fathom, Darkstalker, and Whiteout were inside one of the game pavilions, playing scales and squares on a small board near the central fire. Lionfish stood guard beside them, watching the nightmares around him with a wary expression. Long white curtains hung around the outside of the pavilion, muffling the noise, muffling the noise from the rest of the festival, and sheltering the fire and the game from the wind. Listener wrinkled her snout when she saw them. Playing board games? At a festival? She snorted. How lame can you... How lame can you- There he is! She clutched Clairsight's arm frantically. What? Clairsight said, startled. That's thoughtful, listener whispered, hiding beside Clairsight's wing. The one with the scroll- The one with the scroll tower? Clairsight glanced around the pavilion and finally spotted the dragon listener was talking about. He was playing a game by himself that involved stacking small marble scrolls into increasingly complex towers according to a set of patterns. 
As far as Lame's solitary party games went, it was kind of at the top, frankly. He was handsome, of course, since he caught listener's eye, but he had a sort of kindness and worried expression that made him different from her unusual choices. Silver wires wound around his horns and down his forehead, suspending a circle of glass in front of each of his eyes. He looked tired and very focused on what he was doing. Isn't he wonderful? Listener said dreamily. Oh dear, Clarkside thought, looking at the dragon and feeling the undertow of visions pulling away. Oh no. Two clear futures lay b- before this Nightwing. One was easy and rem- unremarkable, a pleasant enough life with someone who loved him more than he loved her, where both of them were felt vaguely unsatisfied all the time, but at least nobody died. The second was harder and darker, but it waited great love, and one depended on futures too far distant for even Clairsight to understand. Listener was not that great love. Unlike her previous crushes, this dragon could actually be hers if nobody intervened. But he shouldn't. He was meant for someone else. Clearsight slammed a blank expression on her face. Don't react. Don't let her see what you're thinking. What am I going to do? Do I let Listener have this dragon, have this kind, worried dragon, or do I interfere and distribute both of their timelines? In ways probably neither of them would thank me for. Are you going to say hello? She asked her friend in what she thought was a commendably calm voice. Listener shot her a suspicious glance anyway. Not yet, she said. I'll give him a chance to notice me and come over first. Let's go say hi to your weirdo friends. Darkstalker looked up as they approached, his whole face alight with joy. You look like you're winning, Clearside said, spawning on the cushion beside him. I'm winning at life, he said exuberantly, twining his tail around hers. He hadn't looked this happy since Full Slayer was captured, although he'd gradually come back to normal every day. She touched his face and wondered if something had happened. He had enchanted something to make himself feel happier, to help him move on from mourning Full Slayer. If he did, would that be wrong? In this turn of the hourglass, yes, said Wyda, moving one of the green scales tokens to capture a black square of atoms. But when I crush with my heart piece, then everything flips. Don't you even know what you're playing, listener asked her? This game doesn't have a heart piece. Did you see the sunrise ferns? Father asked Clearsay. Those were my favorite. I haven't really looked around yet, she said. Maybe when you guys are done with the game, we can all go check out the sculptures. And get something to eat, Darcy suggested. I wouldn't mind, like, six goats on a stick right now. We don't have to go anywhere yet, though, listener said, poking Clearsight meaningful. Just go talk to him, Clearsight said. He's already looked at us twice, listener his back. He'll come over any minute now. Aha! Fathom chortled, seizing one of Darkstalker's white squares. I have totally figured out your mystifying game. I am the new Scales and Squares champions. Ooh, sorry, my friend, Darkstalker said. He hopped a blue scale over three of Fathom's white squares and swept them off the board. Too slow, too sad. So, listener was suddenly dug her claws into Clairsight's shoulder. Ow! Clairsight protested. Act normal, listener barked. Not weird. Totally, completely normal. You mean like you are? Clairside observed, rubbing her shoulder. Hey, said a deep voice behind her. Clairside and Darks Tucker both turned around, and Fathom looked up. Listener's wings fluttered unconsciously, and she whacked Clairside's tail with her own about 80 times in rapid successions. Hey, Darkside said, sounding guarded. I knew you from music class. You're thoughtful, right? Yeah, the awful gaze bounced off listener and skidded around the others. I just, uh, 
I just wondered if anyone would wanted to try a scroll tower challenge with me. Listener looked as though she had lightning. She had lightning darting along her wings. Maybe she said coyly, starting to stand up. Ugh! Clears I thought I have to do it. I have to. Listener's gonna kill me, but it's too important, and it'll only get harder if I do if I don't do it right now. I'm clear sight, she said, smiling at Thoughtful. Our seeming friend is Fathom, and she took a deep breath. And have you, you met Whiteout? Winner! Whiteout shouted, nearly overturning the board as she hopped one of her scales around it. Empress of all scales and queen of all squares. Weep for your token advisories. She sat up, clapping her talons gleefully, and finally spotted Thoughtful, who was looking at her in a vaguely wrapped way. Oh. She said with wonder, look how shiny you are. Shiny? Listener said, snorting a fake laugh. Whiteout, what are you even talking about? You made the cascade of dreams. Whiteout said, ignoring Listener. She reached out, took one of Thoughtful's talons and squinted at his palm. Word and glass, spun flutes and verse, waterfalls of language and fire-blown claws. What? Listener said uneasily. You noticed? Thoughtful said, tilting his head out wide out. No one, you really saw the pieces of scroll inside the waves? Tangerine, Whiteout said. Probability. Spelunking. Okay, now you're literally just saying random words, listener said. I can't believe you saw them, Thoughtful said. Nobody ever understood my pieces before. I think you should teach me glass blowing, Whiteout said. And I should teach you clarity. What? Is she being ironic? A listener asked Clearsight. Thoughtful ducked his head, glancing down at the board, and shot a sly, shy smile at Whiteout. How is the Empress of Scales at of Scales at Squirrel's Tower? Amazing, said Whiteout. You're going to die of awe. She rose, shook out her strange white wings, and led the way back to the other side of the tent, with Thoughtful close behind, beside her, beaming. Clearsight couldn't believe how well that had worked. With such a small nudge from her, they were really destined for each other. Hiding a smile, she turned away from her friends and noticed movement behind one of the curtains. It was Darkstalker's father, Arctic, watching them all with a grim look on his face. Um, what just happened? Alistair demanded. Can anyone explain that to me? Don't figure it out, Clearsight prayed. Don't blame me. But before a listener could turn accusing eyes on Clearsight, before anyone could answer her question, before Clearsight could come up with a distraction, a dragon tore through currents, vaulted in the pavilion, and drove a spear into Darkstalker's heart.